that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. So a, uh, a husband and a father, he wakes up, it's a week before Father's Day, and uh, he's just so excited. He, he runs into his wife. He's like, okay, I had the same dream over and over and over all night long. That I kept dreaming that for Father's Day, you got me that, that Grillmaster 3000 that I've been asking for for five years. I, I dreamt that, that this, you got me that. And she smiles and she goes, you know what? On Father's Day, you'll know exactly what that dream meant. He got so excited. He was so fired up. And every night he dreamt about that grill. He'd been wanting it and seeing it get in the morning. And his wife, every, every, every morning she's like, just wait. You'll see you. You'll see you on Sunday, right? And so Father's Day came, and he got up early in the morning, and he rushed out into usually where she has his Father's Day gift. And there on the table in the family room was just something small all wrapped up. And he thought to himself, oh, my gosh, it, it must be the manual. She got me the manual. She's being tricky. She's being crafty. So he picked it up, and his wife and family are sitting around. He's all excited. He ripped into that. and Now he's holding a book called Know the Meaning of Your Dreams. <laughs> Who's ready for the word today? Come on, somebody. Open up your Bibles to Romans 8, 19. And uh, we are in the last week of our series on reveal. Being revealed. Not the you that you were told you are, but the you that you were created to be. How to become the real you. Not the shy, the depressed, maybe the down, the broken, the, the, in, a, in a way that you see yourself as a failure, but as the conqueror, as the victorious, as the blessed, as the happy, as the peaceful, full of joy and God's confident you that you were designed to be. Our staple scripture in this series is Romans 8:19. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, people around you, your family. They're waiting. They're watching. They know you're a Christian. Is there something different about you that, 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 that sets you apart? Is your life going to be better because you are a child of God? And they eagerly wait to see this difference come forth. And this series is all about allowing the real you to come forth. So that the world can be changed. Because when the real you comes out, God gets glorified. When the blessings begin to flow out of your life, God gets bigger in people's life. And so the creation's waiting for the real you. Our passage, and I'm going to blow through this real quickly, this passage. Because uh, we've been doing it each week. Luke 5, 3 is the passage we've been using. As Simon is going through the revealing process to become Peter. Jesus renamed Simon into Peter, the, meaning the rock. He said that my church will be built on the rock and not even the gates of hell will be able to prevail. But we see when Jesus shows up on the scene, it's just Simon. And the interesting thing when you look into scriptures, that Simon is what's used. Not Peter, not Petros, but it is Simon here in the beginning. And so you see, he gets into Simon's boat. Number one, we talked about, you got to get Jesus in your boat, right? You're not going to be able to, to do and fulfill your purpose and become who you are supposed to be if Jesus isn't in your boat. Include Jesus. Include God in your day and in your world. The next thing is, is that he began to teach to Simon. We got to, number two, hear the word of God. 
the more that I hear the word of God, the more that I get renewed, the more that I change, the difference, the difference that happens on the inside begins to change how I respond and how I react. The word begins to change. And then number three was he told Simon, do this. And so Simon cast his net, even though it made no sense. He ain't got no fish all night long and Jesus cast your net. But Simon says, I'll do it at your word. It doesn't make sense to love your enemies, but at your word I will. It doesn't make sense to be a giver, to be an encourager, to be somebody who's not about myself, but about other people. Well, how is my life going to be great by being about others? Do like Simon did, Simon says, and as I begin to apply the word of God, I find out the word of God works. Because the fourth thing is, is the blessings of God overflow. That when you and I live a life different than the world, and we begin to apply biblical principles to our lives, we begin to do things differently, that our world begins to change. We begin to get an overflow of blessings. Come on, somebody. When my parents in 1970 three began to do things different because they got saved, their world began to go on a trajectory of up. Everything that was broken, everything that was lost, everything that my, my, my uh, grandparents, my great-grandparents didn't have an experience began to change because they were, Jesus was in their boat. They were hearing the word every single week in church. We never missed church. And then they were doing the word and then the blessings began to follow. And then you see finally... Peter, Petros, begins to get revealed, right? It says here in verse, uh, I think it's 8, throw that up there. Simon Peter saw. All of a sudden it changed to Simon Peter. That the real Petros began to be revealed to the world out there, right? It began to come forth. Now I want to focus on, we're going to go back to verse 4. I want you to look at this verse here. I want to focus a little bit. Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Simon is stuck at this moment. He's stuck, not going anywhere. You know, we can find ourselves oftentimes stuck, going nowhere. I'm doing and I'm doing, but nothing's changing. Nothing's changing in my marriage. Nothing's changing in my single life. Nothing's changing in my finances, Pastor. Nothing changes. But here's the thing. The devil wants you to feel stuck so that you stop. See, the only way that you stay stuck is if you stop going. But as long as I continue to hit it and hit it and hit it, breakthrough comes because I don't stop. Right? The old country song, a wise prophet once said, if you're going through hell, simply don't stop. Keep on going. Some of you out there listening might be going, I'm going through hell. Good. Don't stop in hell. Just keep going and going because on the other side of this is a rainbow and God's blessings is always on the other side of a huge storm in your life. We're going to have storms. But on the other side of the storm is the blessing and in the rainbow everything greens up, everything begins to blossom, everything becomes to become great. But I just needed to make sure that I didn't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop trying. Don't stop doing the right things. The Bible says, don't stop doing what's right because if you persevere, God's best will come into your life. If you don't, stop. We were uh, going to Cain's. Uh, me and Savvy had the, the job of getting the Cain's chicken. Now, Cain's chicken in itself is maybe a little above average chicken. But you add the Cain's sauce to it. Come on, somebody, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know what's in the cane sauce. I think it's like part rainbow, and then they crumble up baby angel wings. I don't know what's in there. You could put that sauce on, you put it on green beans, you put it on anything, and it becomes the most magical thing in the world. 
So the thing about Cain's, at least the one that we go to, it's the, the parking lot was designed by Beelzebub. It's like, it's like they're, they're practicing to see how it's going to work in hell. Some of you know what I'm talking about, like Cain's. Because they have like 34, 30, 40 cars trying to go through at any given time of Cain's just to get the sauce. We're hooked on the sauce, right? And so we, we go through the line. Now, I have a big order because i got a big family. So they always tell me, pull around front. So I pull around front, wait. Then they bring me out all my chicken. All right, here we go. And the way that the, the drive through line had worked, it was backed up behind me so I couldn't even back out. And in front of me was a huge berm and a median and gravel and trees all right. It was just crazy. But even if I was, if they, even if they would let me back up, which they probably wouldn't because they, all they're thinking about is cane sauce. Even if they would have let me back up, I'd have to wait like seven cars to even get out. And I'm like, anyway, I, 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 we're here for a while. We're here for a while. And Savvy looked at me and she goes, we're in a Jeep. And I went, oh, we are in a Jeep. Boop, boop. And we just went right over the top of all like the berm and the median and everything in a way that we went. We were stuck, but we were reminded that we are a Jeep. And I want you to know that you're a Jeep. And no matter what it looks like all around you, if you'll simply go, we are a Jeep. I've been equipped and built. I wasn't built just for the road, but I was built for the mountains and the obstacles and every problem that the devil thinks is going to stop me. I am unstoppable when I'm living a life through Christ Jesus. I want to uh, focus on today um, what I would call the problem of, uh, in America today. I know we have our problems, but this would be the one that has got more people stuck and not moving than any other problem I believe right now of our day. They say that over our nearly 50% of all Americans are on some sort of antidepressant right now. Over 50%. Like we're talking like, if, if it applied to the sanctuary and those, like we're talking like 500 people here today are antidepressants. But then they say that nearly 80% are dealing with an excessive amount of depression in their life right now. This is what's going on. And I want you to know that the devil's playground is depression. The devil's playground that when we feel stuck and we're not going and life isn't moving and I've just been sitting here spinning my tires, that depression has the ability to set in. And what depression does is it just keeps you stuck. It keeps you not get, giving anything into it. Just continues to tell you, why try? Why get up in the morning? Why do anything? Why anything, right? And we begin to get a wrong mentality about what we can do and what we can have. And the devil finds a way to get us stuck in the church's chicken of life. What? Come on. Not church. Oh, I said church's chicken. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. We were talking about Cain's chicken. Throw that one scripture up there for me, Betsy. I wanted to show you this here, though. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. This is what Simon said. He said, I've been stuck. Jesus, stuck doing and, and toiling and not having any results. But because you say so, I'm going to do it. And I want you to realize today, and I want you to leave here today knowing that you were built to do, not to sit. You were built to be in the boat with Jesus, not on the shoreline watching. Come on. You were built to conquer. You were built to overcome. You were built to do the impossible. You were not built to be stopped and shackled and going nowhere. 
But you were built for this time and this age that you were put here today in this lifetime to make a difference, to be a difference maker, to have an impact, to leave a legacy that your children's children's children will still be talking about the life that you led. But if we allow depression, right, oppression, stress, worry, anxiety, fear, all of the things to hold us back, and we are where we are today because of decisions that have been made over the last few years. And I'm not talking about either party. I'm talking about all the parties, right? When it came to Rona, every, all, everyone in leadership, we made some horrible decisions. And I'm not armchair quartering back in this because I don't know. We've never gone through something like this. And everyone that was in leadership on all parties were trying to do what, what they thought was the best in a sense. But in that, how many people know, we made a lot of bad decisions. Can I get an amen anywhere out there? Right? Now, I believe that we've learned, and I think we know if anything like this ever happened again in our lifetime or in a lifetime, that I think that we'll, we've, we know better of how to do this. Once again, this has never happened. Never happened to the world, something like to this magnitude, right, going on. And so we did the best. But how many people know that you can't lock people up for years and not expect us to be depressed. You can't lock us up and keep us from doing anything, from applying our lives, from moving forward, and not see this. We're all surprised at inflation and gas prices. You can't give away $5 trillion and not have inflation. I barely passed 12th grade economics, but I even knew when we were giving money away, I go, it's coming. Right? It's, it's a coming. The, the Rona is... Anybody remember with the Rona? This is, this is fun. But uh, can I... Because I think we're about time. I can talk about Rona a little bit now. And so, do y'all remember when they said that, hey, we're going to lock you down for 12 weeks and then it'll be all fine and we'll go back to normal. Anybody remember that? We just got back from our cruise. It was like April. They locked us down for 12 weeks and they go, oh, hey, we're going to need another 12. Oh, hey, we're going to need another 12. Hey, we're going to need another six months. Oh, we're going to be... And it remind, I was like, well, you know what it reminds me of? So I was watching all of uh, my granddaughter uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was night, nap time, but she had a poopy diaper. And so, and, I, and I, my mind always goes, can she sleep in it? And I go, well, like, come on, dads always do. We're like, mm, how moist is it? Like, if it's real hard, I think it's fine. And so, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I go, no, so I had to change, because she's my grand, she's the greatest thing. So I changed her, laid her down, a little music, got the lights off, rubbed her little belly, right, good night, pray over a little bit. And as I'm walking out, I hear, as she filled up the diaper again. And I'm like, well, you're sleeping on that one now, like you only get one from Grandpa. But it reminded me of Rona, because it seemed like just as soon as the diaper got cleaned, it got filled up again with another set of poop. And then we cleaned it out, and it just kept filling up, and filling up, and filling up. <laughs> Come on, somebody out there. I went to the, I was getting a little checkup, right? And the doctor goes, hey, we want to check you for Rona. And I go, I don't have any symptoms. He goes, well, that's just that. The, the new strain has no symptoms. He said, this, you, the symptom is no symptoms? That's what you're telling me. I have the symptom by not having any symptoms? Or is this just a way for you to get more money by testing me? Because I'm going to say this, the tests are no fun. Right? I remember the first Rona test I got. We went down to Fiesta Mall to get tested. And there's a lady out there. She had like a javelin. You guys get this test? 
She's like, it's going to feel like a tickle. Yeah, on the top of my head. <laughs> but it was funny because I told her, I go, I, go, I asked her, this is, this is a couple years ago, I go, so how accurate is this test? And she looked at me, she goes, it's about 40%. <laughs> I go, 40%? I said, you know that that's not even as good as guessing. You realize that, right? You could have Bob over in the corner flipping a coin and be more accurate than 40%. Actually, whatever the test says, just do the opposite. Now you're 60%. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Does he have Corona? Uh, yeah, he got it. And then you feel bad for like, like the, not the kids and the distance learning. And I was, you know, and they, they did that for a time. And I was amazed. I don't know about you all. I was amazed at what a distance the kids kept from learning. Come on, somebody out there. You guys know that? But here's another great idea that we did. We'd go, hey, let's make the learning device the same device that has Minecraft on it and see how that works. That's like holding Weight Watchers in a Wendy's. Come on, somebody out there. <laughs> now, and I also thought, no, no, I'll get off this a second. This is my Rona stuff. I've been saving up all this Rona stuff forever. So now here we go. Enjoy the Rona stuff. But I thought, like, and I'm glad no masks for me. And if you wear them, I don't care. Either way, do whatever you feel. I feel it's comfortable. But didn't you feel like, like masks were just there and then they were gone very fast? Like we we're all wearing masks on a Tuesday and Wednesday. Hardly anybody had masks on. And I'm like, it was like too aggressive. I feel like we should have took, like, took our, our time with our, and then did you ever work with somebody and then like a year of masks and then they took the mask off and you're like, mm, you're better with a mask, right? <laughs> yeah, if you were going to find a spouse, it was during the mask time. You missed your window. That was your window. <laughs> but we went like no mask. I'm like, we should have like went smaller and smaller masks until we got like a little thong mask. I love a thong mask. <laughs> Where just the cheeks are showing. Come on, somebody out there. <laughs> just a, like a, just real nice, tasteful. <laughs> Wear it on the beach. Been great to have that. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then I think that if you were locked up, right? And being locked up, we were marriages that and relationships that made it through Rona. You get a hand clap. Come on, somebody. You were locked up for a year, and you came out of the cave. And you were like, we weren't designed to be in the cave together all day, every day. That's not the way they were supposed to be, right? It was, and here's what I found out. It's not, all right, hot women, and maybe it's just me, but women are much better communicators than men. I'm just going to be honest with you. Am I right or am I wrong? So you just run out of stuff. Holly, and he, I discovered this two weeks ago. Here's the thing. Women, my wife, has more questions than I have answers. No, I really believe that. More questions than I have answers. And, I, and, and it came to me last week when I walked in, and I'm going to use a different name, but, but I go, hey, honey, we need to pray for Bob. Bob's in the hospital. And she goes, oh, my gosh, what happened to Bob? And I go, um, I don't know. He's, he's in the hospital, and we, we need to pray. Well, is, is her wife and her kids now at the hospital? I don't, I don't know. Bob's in the hospital, and we need to pray. What hospital is he at? I don't know. She goes, what do you know? I go, I know Bob's in the hospital, and we need to pray. That's all that I know. <laughs> Just more questions than we have in life. Here's the thing. Rona's over, folks. 
right? And I'm not saying there's still some residue out there, but here's what I'm saying. Now is your time to do something. Now is the time we're out of the cave. It's now that we have books that need to be written. We have businesses that need to be started. We have relationships that need to grow. We have a life to live in a world that we need to change. And so we got to pop out of being stuck and start moving towards God's best in our life. Come on, somebody. It's time to do. It's time to do. I want to close with this last verse here. Verse 8. Go back here. So he just got the blessing. Simon Peter saw this. And he fell to Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. I feel like, especially everything that we've been through, that so many people feel that they're not worthy. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I've done, and you don't know what my past. You don't know who I am. I am blank, blank, blank. You can fill in the blanks. See, there's nothing that will stick you and keep you stopped faster then your I am lines up with what the world said about you. Well, I am a failure. I am a dropout. I am an addict. I am a divorcee. I am somebody that went through bankruptcy. I am not smart, right? You, you, you have your I ams. They say, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to do this. I'm not worthy. I don't have what it takes. But see, Moses did the same thing. He said, hey, I'm not built to talk. I'm not built to change Egypt. God says, you don't have to be built. By the way, I built you, and all you need is me because I am the great I am. And when I line up my I am with God's I am, it changes everything. I am made in the likeness and image of God. I am made to be blessed. I am a victorious person. I am a happy person. I am a joyful person. I am a peaceful person. I am a blessed person. I am a prosperous person. I am a confident person. I am somebody with the mind of Christ. I am built for this moment and this time that I am, and I am worthy. Thee. There's no stronger word that you can say to yourself over and over again than I am worthy. I'm worthy of God's love. I'm worthy of God's affection. I am worthy of success. I am worthy of these things. Now watch what Jesus says to him. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. Come on, stop being stressed out worried. From now on, you will be making a difference. From now on. See, as soon as you realize that you are worthy because not because of what you've done or will do but because Jesus made you worthy and he sees you worthy you know at that moment Jesus already he knew everything that Simon had ever done every bad thing every bad thought every wrong action everything but he also knew everything that Peter would do he also knew that Peter was going to deny Christ. He also knew that, that Peter, right, he, he, he would go to sleep and not be there for Jesus. He already knew that when Jesus died, he'd come back and go, where are you at? You're out fishing again. Why are you not making a difference? He knew every mistake that Peter would do, but he knew this, that if Peter would allow him to, that they could make a difference in this world, the same thing for you. Jesus knows everything you've done, everything you will do, and he still says you're worthy. You are still the one that I want to use. I want to use you to touch this world. The world I have put you in, I want to use that world. I want to bless the world around you through you. I want you to be a world changer, a mountain mover, a world shaker in the world that I have put you. You've been built in this time to do it. Come on, church, we got to do it. 
It's time that we stand up and start going towards God's best in our life and realize that I am worthy. Come on, say it with me. I am worthy. I'm worthy for God's best. I'm worthy for God to use me. I'm worthy to make a difference. I am lined up with God's I am. And if you do that, you become an unstoppable force that the devil has to get out the way. Come on, somebody. The devil has to get out of the way. Momentum is a strong thing. When you begin to I am your life lined up with God, you begin to gain momentum. And as you gain momentum day after day after day, you live a life like I live, where every day is better than the last day. Every year is better than the year before. Doesn't mean I don't have problems, but how many people know I just steamroll over all the problems that God, the devil tries to put in my way because I'm an unstoppable force that is moved by the Spirit of God inside of me. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the same thing that is in you. God is no respecter of persons. Don't be stuck anymore. Don't allow the devil to think that you can't do anything. Whatever is put in front of you, whatever giant, whatever mountain, you are equipped for in this time to overcome it. Bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity. It's very simple. It's very easy. We're all going to say a prayer out loud. Say it with me and believe it. You have it. It's so simple. That's how you get Jesus in your boat. We're going to say it out loud. Just believe it. Yeah, but Pastor, I, I, I'm not worthy. Oh, yeah, you are just like Simon was. Just the way you are, God wants you right now. Yeah, but I'm going to keep making mistakes. Yeah, so does Simon. It doesn't change God's love. The Bible says, whosoever believes. If you're whosoever and believe, you're going to heaven. It's that simple. It's that easy. Everybody say this out loud with me, please. Dearly Father, I ask you right now, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for all my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Introduced to you, Living Word Virtual Church Community. Each week, we come together during the live stream, chatting with each other through live comment sections. Then, during the week, our virtual church community reconnects in online share groups to discuss the weekend service and study the Word. To sign up, visit the Living Word Virtual Church Community page on our website. We'll see you there.